Good evening, Rabbi Isai. I hope the Olam is doing well. Um, sorry for the delay on this year. Um, had a busy day today. Um, all right, so um, we're, we're doing Simon Tess, Seifim Yud, through Yud Gimel. So here we go. So if you take off your towel with the intention of putting it on again immediately, So even if he went to the bathroom, when he gets back he, and puts it on, he shouldn't make a bracha. So let's see the Mishnah Bura. Um, um, so, so he bring so the Mishnah Brewer brings that when he at the time of the bracha he should have in mind that if he re- has to remove it at any point that he um, that uh, he should have in mind for when he puts it back on after as well. So therefore, because Mitzana didn't, it's mutter to go with the talus into the bathroom, so therefore it's not a half-sig. But let's say if someone, let's say it was his das to, you know, not put it back on immediately and then change his mind and decided to go back and put it on. So he needs to make a bracha on it. And if his talus fell off and he didn't have kavano, so if part of it so if part of it remained on his body even though robe of it fell off so meaning if so the Mishnah Brewer brings that if not like if not all of it fell off even though most of it fell off he doesn't need to make a bracha and there's some that hold that rubo's kikulo and that's the side of the girl so so back in the kids, sir. So since since some of it remained on him, um, so he, so he's not so so he doesn't need to make a bracha when he puts it back on when he fixes it. But if none of it stayed on. Um, and even though he was holding onto it with his hand and uh, none of it was like from the mitzvah was left on his body because the mitzvah of the talus is, is to is not to grab it in his hand but rather to wrap 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 it around his body so therefore he needs to make a bracha when he puts it back on um and the Mishnah Brewer brings that even if his talus katan is on, remains on. And if this happens during davening in a place where he's not able to be mafsik, he doesn't make a bracha then. So rather he waits until he's able to make a bracha. Then he grabs a tzitzios in his hand and makes a bracha. Okay, Yeralf. So, so it's it's permissible. It's it's mutter to borrow someone's talus on a regular basis, even without his knowledge, um, and um, and to use it for tefillah and to recite a brach over it. Um, so, so Mishnah Brewer brings that it's better. 
Today's Kavana not to acquire it and not to make the bracha, provided that, um, right, um, yeah, so he should just, um, yeah, so, so it's better for him to have Kavana not to be Konet, um, So Mishum de Mistama Nihalilanas Diliavad Mitzvah Bimamone Bimakum Shain Chesrin Kis. So so the reason why this is allowed for him to borrow the talus without his knowledge is because it may be assumed that one is pleased that a mitzvah is performed with his property, for it is at no loss at the owner. Um Aval Loitza Loyutsiya Minabayas Cheminacha Sham. But however the article may not be removed from the house in which it was placed. Uh, because the because the owner may object to that. Um, so if the however, um, but on Shabbos, oh wait, so uh, so the borrower found the talus folded. He should replace it. Right, so. So, if the if the guy found the talus folded, he should put it back folded. But on Shabbos, he should, he should not fold it. Because then he shouldn't fold it because of the Isser of Shabbos. So, um, his friend, is, so the owner would not object. Um, someone who borrows his talus... Only to go up to the Torah uh, to have an aliyah. So there's a suffix if he has to make a brach on it. So Akinis Kavin Chain wrote Selechnosa, so therefore he should have Kavano that he doesn't want to acquire it. But Azlechuleyama in Serechavarich. And so then according to everyone, he doesn't need to make a bracha. Aval Taos Hakal, Afilo Eno Nola Rakla Losa Torah, Serechavarich Aleo, Dahavi Kishelo. But a Taos that belongs to the call, to the congregation, um, to the Shul, even though. He he's only using it for an aliyah, so he needs to make a brach on it because it's as if it's his. Uh, so the Mishnah Berurah says that um, um, when he puts it on, he should have kavanah tzashem malbush of the tzitzis and not kavod, and he doesn't need to wrap himself uh, like in the tzitzis, like the amount of time it takes to walk for amos. Um, and if he wears tzitzis off to the Torah. Um, And it doesn't have kavanah to be Um So some say that he. So, so it's found that he's mitz. Um, so that some say that he's over. So it's found that he's over the mitzvah say of tzitzis if he doesn't have in mind to be yotze. So therefore, he should have kavanah um, when he puts on the tzitzis uh, and make a bracha, and then. Okay, your base. Stam semer hamor batorav aposkim. When the Torah refers to wool, or when the poskim do, hut semer rechelim beelim. They usually mean sheep's or ram's wool. The talshas vash vah talshas shasi hut semer vehaerev who shall semer gefen o meshi vechadoyme o lehipoch shaerev who shall semer vash siyum imacher. So, 
A Yerushimayim should not recite the bracha over a talus in which the warp threads are made of wool and the woof threads are made of cotton, silk, or the like, or the, revor- or the reverse. That is, the woof threads are made of the wool and the warp threads are of another material. Mishum diyeshavim degam tzitzshaltzemer inan pochen rak beged shehumiminon. Because some posts can maintain that even since it's made of wool, only exempt the garment made of the same material. Similarly, over a talus made of silk and the tzitzes are made of wool. A bracha is not said on it. So rather, you should first recite the bracha over a woolen talus and wrap yourself with it and remove it, the woolen talus, um, and, and then unwrap yourself with the silk talus. However, the tzitzes of the silk talus were also made of silk. You're able to make a bracha over the talus. Tzitzes of silk are not common in our countries because tzitzes must be spun for the purpose of tzitzes. If a tzitzes were partially made of silk and partially of wool, it's even worse, uh, more questionable. Tzitzes should not be made in this manner. Okay. Yud um, Gimel. Um, a tzitzah from which a, from which a string tore from the four strings that are folded over to form eight strings and, and enough remained from it to allow the tying of a bow um, that is um Uh, so that is for Agudalin, or if two strings, um, or two strings uh, remain complete with the prescribed size. It's kosher. The tzitz is kosher. However, if three of the tzitz strings tore, um, so, however, if three strings tore, even if they were rema- remains from each string of four agudalim, and the fourth string is complete, or if the tear was even only in one thread and there is not, and there did not remain four agudalim, even though the other three threads are complete, it is nevertheless possible unless it is an emergency. So therefore, if one string tears from the eight strings which are hanging, even if it tore completely up to the links, it is certainly kosher, since this one string is only half of a larger string, and there is still enough left in the other half to tie a bow and even more. So, if two strings tore and uh, there did not remain in each one for in each one for Agudalin, then if there is a possibility that these two strings are really part of one string, the parts of one string, then the tzitza is possible. However, if if it is certain that they are from two separate strings, 
כגון שבשעס כשירוס דיקדיק לקשור תמיד ארבעה ראשים שבצד זה עם ארבעה ראשים שבצד זה כמו שכספתי סוף סעיף ה' והאתון נפסקו שני ראשים מצד אחד של הקשר אם כן הרי הן בוודאי משני חוטין But, however, if it is certain that they are from two separate strings, for example, if at the time of tying when he was careful to always tie the four ends on the side with the four ends of the other side, as I've already mentioned at the end of Sif, Sif Hay, and now there's a tear in two of the ends located on one side of a knot. Um, in this particular case, it is certain that the tears were, two, were in two separate strings, and since there's still... Um, and since there's still... In each string, the amount of um, and uh, and since there's still in each string the amount of four thumb breaths, then even more on the second side of a knot, and the other two strings are complete. That seat says kosher. If one string tears at the point where they hang in the hole of the tzitzah, it, it is possible. So he mentioned that if one string tears, then there remains a sufficient amount to tie a bow, that is, so that the tzitza is kosher. Um, that is so only if at the time of making the tzitza, all the strings were at the proper length, and after, except that afterwards they tore. However, at the time of making the tzitzis, there was even only one. There was even only one string that was slightly shorter than the prescribed length. The tzitzis is possible. Shkoyach, have a good evening.